Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code. All right, you may or may not know, but I'm doing a series, and my next guest is part of this series of kind of tagging along, being on the journey with one of my coaching clients, Elizabeth Toison. And she has generously agreed to come on about once a month and we're journeying with her on her pregnancy and, you know, what will be birth and new motherhood journey for however long we decide to do it. So I'm just want to underline how vulnerable this is and the courage it takes just to share and talk about your journey to anyone, let alone know that you're putting on a podcast. So I just want to give a big shout out and heaps of gratitude that she is stepping up and willing to do this and willing to share her journey and how she's rewriting the mother code real time, you know, as she's going through it. And it's really a beautiful thing to behold. We're going to step in. I know we're not officially calling them coaching sessions, but at the same time, would love for you all to hold space for whatever emerges in our time together, you know, whether it be just getting the low down or, you know, if we go deeper and that may or may not happen, but I, I want to invite us, you know, and us all being with her and, and know she knowing that we're journeying with her wherever we end up going today. And just want to say, because it's so on my mind, I have this great recording that I'm doing with Elizabeth. And then right after that, I'm jumping into doing some video shoots where I'm creating, you know, little videos to entice slash share about, hopefully give anyone out there more of a picture, more of an idea of what my retreats are like. I do have the fall retreat coming up, fall equinox, self-mothering retreat, that is right around the corner in some ways because how fast this summer is going for me, I don't know about you, but September 21st to the 25th is going to be here before I know it, but a lot of good stuff in between. I'm not wishing time away at all. So you can find out more details, reserve your spot at my website, www.drgertrudelyons, and that's D-R-Gertrude, G-E-R-T-R-U-D-E lions, L-Y-O-N-S dot com backslash fall dash equinox, E-Q-U-I-N-O-X. Yeah. So just in case you want to pop that in right now, I want to make it available. Well, so many journeys to be had and I'm, I'm excited. And in any minute now, I'm going to have Elizabeth joining us. So I'll see you soon. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, Gertrude. Uh, so thank you for coming back on. This is part two of mm-hmm. what well, we haven't said how many are going to be in this series, but we're going to take you through some time. And I'm just so happy to have you back and for us to get to talk and dig in a little bit about you and your currently pregnancy journey. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks for, for, I appreciate yeah the opportunity and the invitation. Yeah. Well, good. So we can just jump right in. And I thought I would, I didn't have anything like kind of, I know a lot of what's happening in your life, but what was top of mind for you of what it's been or challenges that you've had or successes that you've had, things that have like you want to celebrate and then challenges as a way that we can kind of structure today's conversation. Sure. Gosh. So the wins that I would celebrate is I think in between our last conversation and now I've now had my I've transferred my care to this new, not new in general, but new to me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Group of midwives that are going to be, I'm gonna say, shepherding me through my home birth. We have officially 
like contracted with them and and it's I've actually just today had my second appointment with them and yeah so that's been a big win I think I probably haven't even celebrated that quite enough well we get to now we get <laughs> yeah, to we celebrate get to what now. a journey and big deal that is so wow. yes you know yeah. I mean, to go from having what you considered a really ideal situation and it, it was it was lovely to then have that thrown up in the air and kind of back to square one, deciding what you wanted to now be here. Yeah. I'm just really happy with my, with my choice. And and like, that doesn't mean I'm not scared sometimes. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I had my second appointment today and the midwife assistant was saying like, do you have any questions for me? And I was like, I didn't really bring any questions. Of course, I have like 6,000 kinds of questions that that really do, but nothing that seemed like urgent enough. I did ask the ones that I, that I good. did, that did matter to me. So I'm like, that's good. And we kind of clarified what the rest of my schedule is going to look like, which is, it's not that long. I know. <laughs> I'm at 30, 32 weeks. I have only one more appointment in office before I have my like my home visit mm. where we, ha- you know, a midwife will come up to our home and kind of will get the lay of the land and like, what is it going to look like in our house, in our home? So that's a big deal. That's a that's big a deal. Big I'm really, deal. really glad yeah. to be connected with this group of midwives and it feels good. I don't know. Like I, I don't mm. have a, a really better metric of saying what it's like. My first appointment there at their Oak Park office, I sort of thought I was in the wrong place because it just looked so homey. Like uh-huh. in there, I was like, it's all carpeted with like comfy furniture and it's warm and inviting. And I'm like, am I in the right place? I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is it. <laughs> this is definitely oh my gosh, yes. where it is. Yeah. I've had really, really warm interactions with everyone there so far. So I'm I'm feeling really well cared for. Oh, it's beautiful. And I know I've been on this journey since when you were first thinking of wanting to try and get pregnant. I just want to name here and kind of backtrack so you can share a little bit what it took. And maybe if we put it in rewrite the mother code framework, you know, beliefs Mm -hmm. or um, Mm -hmm. whether they're family, cultural that you had to challenge to go from not, I don't think if I remember correctly, not thinking a home birth was like top of your list to now, right. <laughs> to now having right. a home birth. Can you share, would you be yeah, some of that? Totally. So I forget how much of this I said in our last conversation, but my, my mother is in the medical profession. She has yeah. been her whole life since before I was born, uh, her whole, not her whole life, her whole career. And, and, and so hospital birth was just it was never really explicitly stated that that was like, oh yeah, we expect you to get a hot. Like no one ever said like, oh, if you give, if you become a mom, you're going to definitely go to the hospital. But like, it just sort of was part of the implicit assumption. It seemed like mm. to the point that when I actually told my mom, like, Hey, we're, you know, we're switching providers and we're going for a home birth. She was just like surprised. <laughs> like, oh, Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I'm like, yeah, you didn't choose that because like you had, that's not not what you chose. And and we just hadn't ever really talked about it. Mm. And it was just like the thing to expect. So the belief, and this comes up too with, with others of my, of my peers, people who I consider like peers in age or in different groups or friends of mine, many of them, especially if they're adjacent to the medical professions at all, their first thing is like, well, what if something happens? Don't you want to have uh, competent professionals like there and kind of like lined up and ready to with their with any equipment or things you might need? I haven't gotten a lot of that conversation thread. It's been greater than zero, <laughs> and it's been sort of surprising. Mm. Just because, like. I've literally never explicitly had these conversations, but just finding out what people's beliefs are. And like, those are some of my implicit beliefs too. Yep. So breaking or at least shifting those, I've been, this isn't kind of another one of the wins. I just finished reading 
Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Yes. One of my heroines. I love her. Yeah. I really like her too. I like her. I I met her when I was pregnant with my second daughter. (laughs) Yes. She was here for a midwife conference. And because I was pregnant around midwives, they said, you can come. So I got my picture with her and she did a blessing on my, on my belly with Ina May. That's so special. Yeah. So little interruption there, but I couldn't help it because I love, I'm glad so special. Not many people, no, not everybody knows her, right? So I hadn't heard of her until this pregnancy because I hadn't really learned about the midwifery model of care for pregnant and birthing women. And like, now I've done a little bit of my own like lay research and really relied on her. I don't know what, one of the things I really like about her is she has in her style, she has like the warmth of like in her writing, I feel like connected with her. And, but also she's like, (laughs) and that also can include feeling her style. Like when it comes to some of the criticism of the, of like the techno medical model of care, she's like scathing. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, but she also shows the evidence. She's like, here's the research I've done. Here's what the data says. I'm like, that's pretty compelling. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm just hearing about the success that she and has generated in her practice. And she's not the only one by far in the modern age who has really been a staunch advocate of like, women's bodies are brilliantly designed to do this very well Yeah, (laughs) with minimal help. Like there's a quote from like a Swedish, she quoted a Swedish professor or something. I can't remember his name, but he's like, (laughs) we cannot improve the birth process. We can only change it, but not necessarily for the better. Mm. He says something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but I was struck by that. I'm like, yeah. wow. So really the belief, this has been a very long way of saying my belief has shifted from, I don't know what I'm doing. I need professional help to do this because I'm not capable of doing it well or safely. This being, being pregnant and giving birth. Yes toward just like a sense of trusting myself and trusting it's an unconscious competence. Like I don't consciously know what my body's doing, Mm -hmm. but been doing a great job (laughs) so far. And and we want that to continue, but like, it's amazing. It's amazing. And like, I can be in the trust that my body is very, very capable, very resilient and really well designed and I am just fine. Mm. That's so beautiful. Elizabeth, there's so many things. I I just love what you're saying and resonating myself, bringing me back to particular things. And I, even back to the, the Ina May, the book I read of hers was called Spiritual Midwifery. Mm-hmm. And this was after having been disappointed, like really disappointed thinking that my the book I was going to love in my pregnancy was what to expect when you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And it was so, so not someone, bad. Someone said to me, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm totally interrupting you. Someone said to me at a recent event, they're like, Oh, they saw all the books I had. They came over to my house and I, yeah. I had like my different pregnancy books, like scattered on the table. And they were like, Oh, you don't have what to expect when you're expecting. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you well, would, but like, it's, there's a thousand million books up there. These are the ones there's that so I many. There's so many, anyway. but I remember like sneaking away to get it because we weren't telling people that we were pregnant first. So I'm going to go get my copy. Finally, I've given it in so many showers. I think it resonates and I don't mean to like, you know, I'm not bashing that book because sure. once I categorized it as a reference book, like a resource, right? Like it's you can look at it and like, if you have something going on, kind of check it out in that book. But as far as I thought it'd be this book that was going to like take me through my pregnancy and be this comforting guide. And I renamed it after like trying to read it at first and just being, I renamed it what terrible things to expect when you're expecting. Cause it was, oh, no. <laughs> it was 
all it did was focus on like the bad things that could happen. And I mean, that was my take on it. I don't know. I might pick it up today and be like, it's not so bad. But in that place, so Ina May's book, while, you know, and all she did was tell birth stories. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, like telling birth stories and not all of them were great. They weren't all like picture perfect and some pretty tough things that happened. So you got a whole gamut of of experiences and, you know, potential like wanted to be home births, but getting transported and just so real. So even the bad, like the the challenging stuff. And as you said, I think it's her style too, to balance, you know, you still felt like everything is okay, right? Because mm-hmm. when we elevate, instead of just making it a birth, a medical problem that, right. you know, we we pull up to the emergency room mm-hmm. or not always, but sometimes you do and you see those signs and you see that all of that context is getting registering in our system. And when we can remember that, like you said, this is something women have been doing for however many millions of years and where medical science can be awesome is when there is an issue when, and they can be nearby and they can step in as opposed to try and say they, as you said, like improve on the natural process. All those things are are churning in me and but the big point I want to make out of what you're sharing is when you said, I did some lay research, I really checked it out. I looked at the data. I looked at, I checked in with myself and you didn't say all of this, but I know you, you know, I <laughs> was how, what does this feel like in my body? What am I resonating with? And just opening the door that there is more than one way to think about how to do this. And I really am like, want people to know what whatever the choice is, is obviously like great and fine, but know that there's actually a choice because most of us don't actually even realize there are choices and viable choices, not because we've been so programmed. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest cultural programmings is like a hospital is the safest place to have a baby and the only place that anybody in the modern world should have a baby. Mm -hmm. And there's just evidence that shows otherwise that it's not the safest. It's It can be a safe place, but there are other safe ways and safe places to do it too. And so it does us all a disservice not to realize that, you know, we can choose something that really feels and resonates with us. And so I thank you for bringing us up to speed on on that journey. And yeah, um, when other people have and it can be a charged topic, right? Because Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. People have very strong opinions about it. You know, everyone also has their own experience. Like yes. I was talking with you know, like we totally get that the concept of like a due date is not like a deadline. It's like <laughs> not like oh, uh, but at the same time, are there depending on where you've chosen to give birth, are there consequences if you quote, miss your deadline by a certain margin? Yes, there Mm -hmm. are consequences. And knowing what they are, knowing what's going to happen if X and Y and Z has given me just a bunch of security. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, I, the midwives that I'm working with kind of go by a, I think the last group of midwives I was with, they're in their like admissions contract or whatever, Mm. I may, I I may be misremembering, but I think it was like at 41 weeks, then that's when there's like a recommendation to, or at least like a, you know, you're going to have an extra appointment and you're going to see like, we're going to assess. Yeah. Are you going to be better suited for a hospital delivery at this point? The midwives that I'm with right now, they're like, we go to 42 weeks. Like, yes, we're still going to make sure that everything is looking good, looking of healthy. Yeah. But just knowing what that is, because it's not my schedule. I'm just like kind of trying to prepare my mind <laughs> that I've been a professional person for a long time and with a pretty, pretty good handle on what are my commitments, mm-hmm. what time, what day, what blah, blah. Like I, I know... I know my schedule until I don't anymore, then I'm not the one in charge, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I am kind of preparing my mind for eventually I won't be in charge of 
when I wake up necessarily, I'm thinking about all the way through to newborn stage, fourth trimester, like I may not be in charge of when I go to sleep, when I wake up, I'll have a new boss. (laughs) (laughs) But up until then, I'm making choices for how I best want to have the experience. And that's been something I really, I'm really glad that I've taken to heart is that my experience in this journey matters. Yes, really does. Let's just take that in. That's really Mm. beautiful. Yeah. My experience in this journey really matters. Yeah. (laughs) Kiddo agrees. Uh, (laughs) It's got a big (laughs) kick. Got some internal affirmation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a punch like, yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It matters not just for me, but for us. Like when I say us, I mean me and baby and me and family. I'm really grateful and, and blessed to be enjoying my pregnancy. I know not everybody has that experience. I think I said this last time, doesn't mean I'm not uncomfortable sometimes or scared sometimes. It's been very cool. And yeah, like <laughs> I keep seeing the shape of my body change and it's, it's kind of amazing. Isn't it's kind it? of amazing. Oh, wow. And, and um, stretch and everything moves around and we grow another human being inside of us. Another one of my favorite anime quotes. And again, this is a, this is a paraphrase is like the uterus is so impressive. If men had an organ like the uterus, they'd brag about it all the time. And so (laughs) should we. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Yeah. They'd be comparing sizes and Uh function. Mine stretched this big. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so true. So true. Anyway, I feel like I've rambled, but I'm not at all. Not at all. (sighs) Remember, this experience matters. My experience matters. My experience Mm -hmm. matters. And oh, I want to say one more thing about my experience mattering. This was a new thing this week. You can say lots of things about it. I can say so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) I have had a little bit more reflex this week. In particular, there were two consecutive days where I had sort of consistent reflux for, you know, and I was like, okay, okay, this is like not my favorite physical sensation, but like totally understandable. I was being pretty like, I don't know, loose and chill about it. And, but like carrying on because I was got things to do and I'm doing them. And I said it out loud to my husband. On after at the end of the second day, and you know, I don't think I'd really mentioned it to mm. anyone else, and like, not that I have to have someone else know my experience to validate it, but like, it still was very validating to have him be like, "Oh, I didn't know you were experiencing that." Like, yeah, yeah, I have been, and mm. I even verbally said out loud more to myself than to him, like, "I reserve the right to not always." like or enjoy all of my experiences. I mean, I've had a very, I've had a fine time. So, oh my gosh, I could tell you so many things, Gertrude. Someone said to me the other day, they had tweaked their back, like just being a person, living life, doing something. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of in some back pain. And then they said to me, oh, but I'm sure you know all about back pain. And I was like, no, actually, I do not know. Um, that's so <laughs> interesting that assumption that. Right? yeah i did correct their thinking oh, and i think they were good. surprised <laughs> to hear it wow but yeah like i've not had a lot of put in quotes symptoms of like some of the or at least some of the less comfortable ones that some people experience in pregnancy so far and you know i've had these two days of reflux i've now told ryan i've said I I give myself permission to feel however I'm feeling and Mm -hmm. to like, not always like it. You know, I haven't had any reflux since then. 
I don't know if that's related, but I kind of think it might be. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) I like stopped resisting it. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I I can be uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend and and try to embrace this as some like wonderful part about pregnancy or or ignore it or Mm -hmm. anything, but I am going to declare that I don't have to like it and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fight against it. So yeah. I like to believe those, all of that, because your attitude, your presence, how you're encompassing these things makes an enormous difference, right? But our go-to would be like, oh, how do we fix the reflux, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a way to, what, is there a medication I can take, you know, and not like we can't think about things, but that would be our only go-to again, right? As opposed to like, maybe this is connected to some something I'm hanging on to or a belief that I have, or, you know, we could go further and look it up with mm-hmm. in Louise Hay or somewhere, you know, what are, <laughs> what's the uh, emotional connection to reflux and, you know, just use them as opportunities to learn. And as you just did try a new behavior. Yeah. Them, right. And yeah. Do we need to scientifically prove that that was <laughs> a lot of people would want that evidence. Sure. Um, you know, if it matters to them and that's okay. But I think we can just enjoy the fact that that happened. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay. And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go, it's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it and we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Yeah, I do. Enjoy that. It's the whole, now I can like, oh yeah. Like look where that reflex took me. Okay. You know, Yeah, I do appreciate that. Like, I can only imagine that an attitude like that is just going to help me so much in labor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so just like, hey, <laughs> this is going to be a whole experience and doesn't mean you're going to enjoy the whole thing and you don't have to, but, and we're fine. And we're and fine. We're fine. Yep. All will be well. 
especially after I just finished reading this book that was recommended to me called 37 Seconds. And then hmm. there's a, there's a whole um, tagline to it, but it's about a woman that during her pregnancy was having more than just intuitive senses, like was literally like picturing it during the day, like just kind of stopping her tracks, picturing of dying during her birth. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, immediately that that, you know, is what it's about because it's called 30 seconds, seven seconds, because she died for 37 seconds and her at, while giving birth. And you know that from the start. So I'm not giving the okay, story not away, a spoiler, that, not a spoiler, <laughs> but I won't tell her whole journey because it was really beautiful, but I will put in the show notes, the connection to, to the book, but what shouted out to me and, you know, what I would love, first of all, I love that the whole journey and how she just shares the whole thing. But really the thing to underline is if you feel it, say it, right? So if you're feeling something, say something, I think is what she boiled it down to. Again, I may be paraphrasing or saying a little bit incorrectly, but it was honoring of our intuition. It was honoring of the fact that no matter what test she had done, it showed nothing ever showed that she was going to have a problem. Like she could not get medical evidence to back Mm -hmm. up what continued to be these premonitions. And she did everything she could to take care of herself, but really felt mostly like alone in it, you know? So I, wow. so now she's a big advocate and advocate for a whole bunch of things, but I just want to honor, you know, and say that because with some of the things you're saying, not that you're saying this, like I'm, that you're not going to tell people, you know, about the things going on. But when you said, it did cross my mind when you said like, well, I didn't tell Ryan for a couple of days. I'm like, nope, you got to, you get to like, tell him everything, you know, like yeah. every discomfort, not because it's complaining, but just because you're sharing the experience and we don't know everything and we want mm-hmm. to honor. And I think it also hurt my heart at just how much, and I know this has been true for me in certain medical instances where it's like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. I'm sure oh, it'll be fine. I, so it, much. This, it'll just pass. Like, you know, and just silence ourselves around. I've had a circumstance where it could have been really life-threatening that I did that. And luckily I'm here and it didn't, but that's something we just all have to get over. Right. And it's Mm. something that we just cannot tolerate anymore is ever feeling like we're too much, or it's going to put for me, you know, it's going to put somebody else out or, and then if I'm having this experience and people aren't believing me to really like stick with it and honor that, you know, uh, really honor that inner place and our inner intuition, which coming back to, I think when you were saying now these appointments that you're having, and we've shared some too, how much they're empowering you to know your body, to understand mm-hmm. these processes, even the medical ones teaching you what it's about so that you can understand and be an advocate even at all these levels. And I think that's just a huge gift yeah, you know, to the process. Very much so. Yeah. When we were speaking of like advocacy and like saying what's so and saying what I think, what I feel, what I believe <laughs> Two two micro stories, one, both with my husband, Ryan, <laughs> there's sometimes in, when the baby takes so hard, so hard. And I'm like, I know we're, we're still growing. We're still getting stronger and boy, are we practicing? We are practicing <laughs> our muscle movement. And, and I'm glad for it. But sometimes I'm like, woof, oh my gosh. And I just like, I have this impulse. I'm like, please, please just chill it out. Calm it down. Or like, not right there. Like, oh, my ribs or, you know, I know we're not even close to done growing yet, mm-hmm. but like, boy, oh boy. I was sitting next to my husband on the couch yesterday and we were having a very active internal moment together. And I looked at him was like, sometimes I just want you to get kicked as hard as I'm getting kicked. I just <laughs> want that. Uh, I just want that for you and for myself. <laughs> I just want to feel joined in this. <laughs> it's very internal. Yes. So like, we have a joke because one time he put his face on my belly and he like, he likes to like, every now and again, kind of like 
broadcast something like his voice into my belly. It's really funny mm. and sweet. But one time he got kicked in the face and I was like, yep, that's what it would be like. <laughs> Get kicked. Uh, so that that was really sweet mm. in, a, in a way of just saying kind of impulsively, like, I don't wish harm upon my husband. I'm, I'm not being harmed either. I'm just like, boy, oh boy, I want someone else to know. Yeah. <laughs> what this you. is like. Exactly. It is interesting. Like, yeah, that you just can't know that experience unless you're having it. Right? Yeah. And it's, but it was like, well, some of these painful ones, I'd really like you to mm-hmm. be um, <laughs> experiencing also, just oh, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to <laughs> co voyage journey with me. Please go voyage. <laughs> That's great. Oh. I love it. And the other one was like, we were discussing what resources and support do we want to invest in and how and in what way. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about postpartum doulas was the topic yes. of conversation. It's something that, that really appeals to me as a, as like a professional support person, just like mm-hmm. someone reliable, like even my, my friends and family, even though they're not very far, they're like far, they're like in the Chicago land area is pretty big and pretty widespread pretty big. yeah <laughs> yeah I could see there being like I don't have a very super close-knit family where I I'm expecting anyone to I, like if I asked I might get some support occasionally but I I'm not expecting very much my friends I actually I think are more would be potentially more reliable but again everyone has their own things going on and like I'm thinking I'm kind of explaining myself to you and I don't have to, but like I've been thinking about a postpartum doula as one of one of the resources that we're considering and not sold on, not settled on. We've talked to one agency so far that, you know, in the area, but we were talking about that and we were talking about like how we would pay for it. And Ryan says, you know, I'd really rather, he kind of like almost like explodes with passion about this for a second. Cause he's a coach and personal trainer. Mm. And so he's like, I'd really actually rather use that money to, to invest in a, in a trainer for you to put your body back together after birth. <laughs> and I said to him as firmly and clearly as I could, me resting and getting support to rest is doing exactly that. Is I'm so clear <laughs> that uh, one of the things that that will be so important to my recovery is rest, and that's what that resource would be for. Would be to facilitate me resting as much as possible. And I think he got it. So. <laughs> Well, good for you. And I, I don't know. I mean, I really get how important and what a big deal that is. And if we can unpack for a minute, like the mm-hmm. the beliefs and kind of the cultural things around us, like just when you said to get your body back, you know, to get mm-hmm. your, and that is such a, a cultural paradigm I'd like to explode, right? That that's the important <laughs> thing is we're just supposed to, how quickly can I get back to how I was? Right. And you're honoring the process. And that is not the thing I need some huge timetable for. Right. That you, the resting, the taking care of yourself, that it's like, okay, can this all be done? And can we just get back to normal and of and lose the weight? Da, 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 you mm-hmm. know, that I mean, I don't think I have to underline it. I think it might be obvious, like all the connotations of that. And this oh, is yeah. it, this is just so wired in. It it would seem totally fine and actually very caring on his part to say that because mm-hmm. it's just so ingrained in us. But I know this is something you've been exploring and looking at and have even done research on about this postpartum time and what you know other cultures do and other possibilities in how that time can be spent. That isn't, you know, the our a common American Western culture, like just how quick can I get normal. back on my feet and back to normal, right? And right. 
and not be in this its own process because it's so much is focused on yes the pregnancy and that birth and then not a lot on what that time right after what it can be and what it can bring and it's it's a huge deal so thank you yeah. for doing that and so clearly and stating it and claiming it for yourself yeah yeah I'm, and i'm really grateful to have a partner who who cares very very much about my physical mental emotional health and well-being and really hears me he's a super staunch advocate for whatever is going to be what i see is like optimal for for my my body my lifestyle what i choose so i i think that was a really big i mean even though that is so like that was a really big milestone in our relationship frankly mm-hmm. for me to say like i hear you and here's how i <laughs> that's not what i see for myself right. here's what i see and have him hear that that's a that's a big deal and like right. frankly practicing that in more places in my life would probably serve me quite well yeah here here and that's what we want too these things that you're learning in this journey that's so poignant and it is time bound in a way and brings its particular aspects that oh these are generalizable Hmm. You know, <laughs> probably good that I'm practicing this muscle right now in my mm-hmm. life so I can take it beyond into parenting, into my work life where that goes and, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Standing up for yourself. Well, a couple just things I want to add. Can I share the other part? Oh, sure. What? <laughs> yeah. Celebration. I don't know what we want to call it, but so an aspect of you now deciding to do a home birth, you let me know that they said that they require a doula or birth support to be there. Mm-hmm. And you asked me. I did. Uh, <laughs> so honored. So, so honored. So blessed. I've had this opportunity. Well, I, I think I've been at eight births, two of which were my own, but then, you know, six others. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm, you know, this isn't on my record is something I offer and do, but I have, you know, for people. And I just feel immensely, immensely honored and privileged to be part of your birth team. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So exciting. But we had to make sure that they were okay with the Mm -hmm. fact that I'm not a registered doula. That was that what Mm -hmm. they were asking for and kind of get clearance for what I bring. Yeah. And, and they, and it's, they're clear. They're clear on that. So mm-hmm. it was, so, you know, to me, I, I just see that as I feel honored because you feel that you would feel safe enough, you know, and feel tended to and cared about, you know, with me there in that space with you. Cause it's a, it's a big space to hold. I've, I've felt incredibly honored and blessed for the times I have held that space, you know, with a couple, with another, with a birthing woman. And, mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible, pretty incredible. So we get to really dig into that journey together and we'll (laughs) we'll be meeting specifically about that and exploring and really getting clear, which we would have done anyway, your vision for Mm. your birth and just as you're doing now. Mm -hmm. It's funny, like as I sometimes, even as I like walk through my home lately, you know, I just like look at different spaces and imagine walking the halls and <laughs> rolling my ball wherever I want to be and hanging from the home gym and mm-hmm. dancing with Ryan and and just like I'm starting to see little snippets of of that experience. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah, I'll underline that because I think you envisioning and it's kind of nice that you can be in the space and envision it like while you're in the space and picture these mm-hmm. scenes and picture the outcome and the the atmosphere that you want is exactly what you know I would I would recommend or would hope you would be doing mm-hmm. it's it's creating the vision right is by visualizing it in your mind and putting the thoughts there so yay wonderful yay. wonderful stuff okay <laughs> so this will be airing in July but you and I will be talking in July so we'll get at least one more in um, yeah. before the birth. It might be just one. Yeah. It'll be probably one probably more. Probably one more. One more. Ah. 
And then hopefully we can then <laughs> pop on at an appropriate time and space that mm-hmm. feels good to you post-birth. So that'll that'll so be the exciting. lineup. And then we'll go a little bit from there. So anything that you have going on in your life that you want to share or have us know about that yeah. other people might be interested in? Because you're do, always doing lots of cool things. It's true. So a couple of weeks ago, I did have my pole dance competition in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. It was so cool. It was so fun. I was certainly the most pregnant person there on stage. And were you I the had, only pregnant person or just the no, most? No, I was you not. The, I found out there's someone who was 12 weeks. Oh, um, they oh, cool. were not showing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense at 12. But yeah, for me, my my belly was a prime feature and yeah, very, very prominent, practically character in the story. <laughs> um, so I made a cool piece of art and put it on stage and impressed myself and apparently the judges too, because I, I actually, I didn't think I was going to, I was sure that I was not going to be any competition for anyone else in that category because I was hardly doing any pole tricks, <laughs> like not doing any, almost any of the daredevil sorts of mm. things things that i consider daredevil yeah. and still placed I, st- I got third place my little, my little competition i'm very proud of myself oh for um, sure so photos and video by the time this airs i think photos and video will be out oh, we have to and i can't wait i cannot so, wait to see that so that was cool that's cool to see and it was very cool to experience the other thing is my last creative project of this pregnancy, I'm actually in. Uh, I'm doing a, a musical theater project with my husband and another mm-hmm. one of our community members. It's at the Toll Theater in Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> it's called Murder Ballad. Whoa. So it's, it's very. It's like it's sort of dark. <laughs> it's a sort of a, as you might guess from the title, but I think the way Ryan has described it is a murder mystery like a sexy murder mystery rock opera whoa okay yeah that sounds pretty cool it's a pretty fun project yeah well if people are interested we'll we can put a link to where they can find it get tickets just send me that post that in with the show notes would be awesome well as always elizabeth this is such a honor beautiful time to be in the journey with you and mm. and sharing it with others. Yeah, to be thank heard you, and seen. Yay. All right, till next time. Till next time. I am filled up, touched, moved with, well, every time I spend time with Elizabeth and she's a very thoughtful, discerning, and hopefully you got that from the episode, just just how thoughtful she is and willing. And I think that's a big thing, right? Like being willing to open new doors, to explore. Sometimes we're even afraid to do that because it's going to take us into uncomfortable new territory. That was one of our themes, right? How do we um, deal with the discomfort? And sometimes we can just say, we don't have to like it and just name it. I don't have to pretend I'm enjoying it. And you know, where that can take us when we just allow, right? Uh, When we allow an experience, when we allow it to just be what it is. And I I think that was one of the big themes, you know, from this time. In addition, hopefully we're catching the themes around, because sometimes they're subtle, they're so ingrained in us, we don't even realize what a big deal it is when we do something different than the norm. And you know, Elizabeth shared several experiences of that. So just thinking about for yourself, you know, and particularly like when you have an idea to do something like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to do it this way and let yourself go there, take it, run with it, you know, play with it and see, see what might come of that. And, you know, sometimes we don't even know that there are certain situations that there are other possibilities, other choices available to us. They're just so enculturated into us. And I think birth is one of those. And we kind of went into that in detail, but there's so many more, so many ways that we just do things the way they've been done and the way that, you know, in our most recent history or what we see on 
media and that like that's just that's what you do and i think in our world today in particular checking out the validity of things understanding and being open to other ways of doing things listening to others and their choices that might be very different from yours all of that i think is some pretty big rich stuff okay so there we have it and as i shared i get to join elizabeth in the just sacred, I consider just incredibly sacred, blessed time of her actual birth. I love that sometimes that becomes an extension of my coaching with a couple. I've been asked many times to to then perform their ceremony because we've built such a relationship in through our coaching and same with births and other big events. When you work on them and dig in so deeply with someone it's been a blessing to sometimes be that person that takes them all the way through and is there to the other side. So that's something that's available in my coaching, any and everything. But, you know, these, I love thinking of coaching more as not something like, oh, I have a problem and I need to fix it. So I should get coaching as, as much as it is a advocate, as someone that can provide more perspectives and raise up the experience that I'm currently having and allow for a whole range of things, right? Healing, but mostly always leading us toward our potential and toward the vision that we in the ideal sense of life as it could be lived, that's possible for all of us. So I'll leave you with that. If that strikes you and you want to please never be shy to get in touch with me in any of the ways that I have available, you can DM me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons, Dr. Gertrude Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S. But particularly at my website, you know, I have a section there on coaching at www.drgertrudelyons.com, drgertrudelyons.com. So till next time, I'll see you then. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to rewrite the mother code. It helps other people who need this message, AKA all women, well, actually everybody, men included, to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time.